Keep your finger in Matthew 14, and I want to jump in. You know, uh, I had the opportunity when my children were really young uh, to be able to spend time with them. You know, and this is coming from a youth that never has ever changed a baby's diaper. Like, I never changed a diaper. I was always scared, you know, when I was younger that I would, like, drop a child or something would happen to them. And so I was just really paranoid, never really dealt with any children. But then when, uh, you know, I had our first son, you know, I had the opportunity as I was planting um, a church for him to come along. And so it was amazing because uh, Gabriel especially, man, our oldest, he's now cheese on bread. The child is now 15 years, about to be 15 years old this year. And ama- yeah, man, I can't believe I have a high schooler. Yeah, golf claps, but no. <laughs> the thing is, man, it was amazing to me um, being able to be with him. He was in the pack and play. We are doing work at the church, all this stuff. He was there, so he knows about building church. Uh, you know, and just thinking, um, you know, back to those times, man. My children, as my grandmother would say, children are licorice. I don't know if you know what that means. But man, you could, I mean, I'd be walking in the house. I'd have a a candy in my pocket, just crinkling. Just my hand is in the pocket. Two twos like the roadrunner. Can I have? Can I have? I'm like, "Can, can you have what? Don't even know what's in my pocket. It's so crazy. One time I was drinking some apple juice. Am I allowed to say this out loud? I was drinking some apple juice. And my son, I was, yo, my children are just, they're just so greedy. They just don't want, just let me have my apple juice. And Gabriel ran up to me and he's like, Dad, can I have? And I was like, Gabriel, it's pee. (laughs) And the licorice child is going to look at me and be like, I like pee. (laughs) Just licorice, just greedy. Listen, so anyway, (laughs) I used to, when he was young, I used to make this child a huge bowl of oatmeal every day. Porridge, oatmeal, just a full bowl, right? And this child would wax the oatmeal. He would just go absolutely through it, right? And I would also, this was the thing, not only uh, with the oatmeal, but I'd give him the oatmeal and then I'd give him a whole banana, right? And the child would just just go through it like it was nothing. And it was amazing to me. One, as he got a little bit older, you know, because he would, he would, I, I would ask him as I was trying to help him develop his vocab, give him the oatmeal, give him the banana, and I'd be like, son, what is this? And he would look at the banana and he'd say, nana, right? It was so cute. But it's amazing to me because after a little bit of time passed, I said, you know what, I'm going to transition him from this whole banana. And what I'll do, uh, just to expedite the process, instead of him smashing it up, you know how they do, smashing it all over his face and rubbing all this stuff. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut up the banana and put it in the porridge or put it in the oats. And it was amazing because I said, let me just check on this. So I chopped up the banana, put it in the bowl, and I went and I asked him. I said, Gabriel, what is this? And when he said what, when I asked him what it is, he said, it's Nana. And you're wondering, you're wondering, why you mentioned this? It was amazing to me that whether the banana was whole, uh, someone sees where I'm going with this thing, or the banana was cut up, that he was still able to recognize what it was. I feel this preach creeping up on me really early. I want you to understand because someone's saying, what on earth does this have to do with me? Well, I want to let you know that many Christians only recognize Jesus and his blessings oftentimes in forms which they are accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as we've been talking last week, we talked about jump. Remember the jump off? 
We talked about coming off the treadmill, going backwards and beginning to move forward. And there are many of you watch that God is calling uh, and we are in a season of transition even as a church as we are moving into a season of ownership. And now we are in, we are going from a place of where we had a permanent uh, style of location to a place that requires setting up and tearing down. There are some of you who have jobs and lost those jobs. And there are some of you who had family situations that were uh, ideal deal for where you were at and then things shifted and changed some of you got health diagnosis that you're having to fight when things seem to be good previously and you're wondering in this moment what on earth is going on but the fact is that many Christians miss what God has to do and what God plans for our lives oftentimes because we are only accustomed to seeing him in one way and so the fact of the matter is that God is capable of showing and revealing himself to us in more ways than you are accustomed to. And many of us are missing it because we are trying to put Jesus in a box. Here in the text, somebody say in the text. In the text we find that the disciples, they went out on a boat and the man them got scared because suddenly out of nowhere, this Jesus that they saw on the land comes to them walking on water and so they get scared are you with me because this Jesus they were accustomed to seeing him on land but he comes to them on water and so because he came to them in a different form because they were in accustomed to interacting with him on the land they got scared in that moment but we need to get to the place where we are so in tune with Jesus in seeking him and his face that we get to the place where we are open to whatever it is that he wants to do and however it is that he wants to reveal himself to us are you with me fact of the matter is that sometimes Jesus comes to us in prosperity to show us that he is a provider he comes to us in prosperity to show us that he is indeed Jehovah Jireh and we celebrate him as such uh, and I know this messes with some of our theology but sometimes through suffering or sickness to show himself as a sustainer or as a healer and there are many of you, you think that God has left you because of sickness or because of suffering. But can I tell you that oftentimes Jesus is the most present and his power is the most efficacious in times when we are down and out. And the fact is that many of you, you have been living and operating based upon your own strength. But in times of difficulty, that's when God shows us that, yeah, maybe you may not be able, but with God, oh! things are possible I feel a preach up here in this movie theater on today because someone came and you are at the end of your rope or you're in some place that seems ambiguous but God can be present even in the midst of ambiguity yeah. are you with me yeah. this is why the apostle Paul in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 what book did I say 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, uh, in regards to his ministry, this is the Apostle Paul that wrote two-thirds of what we have now as the New Testament. The Apostle Paul that God used to do mighty and miraculous things. The Bible declares and says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 9, so to keep me, this is the Apostle Paul saying this, from becoming conceited. Oh, are you seeing this in the text? Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. God was giving him revelations. He didn't even know if he was in his body or if he was out of body. 
And he's like, man, I, he said he's seeing stuff in the third heavens. He's like, he's like I, this is insane. He's like, I don't know if I'm, I'm here or if I'm gone, if I'm in the body or out the body. But God says, listen, fam, you got to keep your feet on the ground. So he says, in order to keep your feet on the ground, a thorn, someone say a thorn. A thorn was given me in the flesh. Ah, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. And then look what he says in verse 8. This is how you know because see, some of y'all, you think that God is not only, not only is God only present uh, in good times, that's what you think. But sometimes you don't even realize that God is the one that has sent something to anchor you. To keep you from getting to the place where you think that you're the best thing since sliced bread. Come on somebody. He puts us in positions oftentimes to remind you that it's him that deserves the glory and not you. Look, it says a thorn was given me in the flesh. We don't know if it was an actual um, flesh issue. Some theologians believe that it was an eye issue he had. Some believe that it was someone, a person that was there to bother him or there to do certain things. Watch. But he says to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. Three times. This is why. This is how you know that it was God's desire for him to be in this position. Watch. He says three times I pleaded with who? With the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But look what God says. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Come on, somebody. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, watch what he says. Um, he doesn't, notice, he doesn't say he's going to boast when everything's going good. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Are you seeing this? He says that a thorn was given to keep his feet on the ground. And there's some of you that don't recognize the banana because it's chopped up right now. Come on somebody. But you got to get to the place where you realize that whether it's whole and things are all together or stuff is chopped up. That God is positioning you to be able to have a revelation of his power. Come on somebody. To be able to show that even in your weakness he is strong. Where is it that you are weak right now? Where is it? that there is difficulty in your life right now i dare you to lean in to the strength and the power of the lord and watch him cause him cause deliverance and breakthrough and a revelation of himself and his power that you never would have imagined before somebody that believes he's able to do it you ought to put those hands together and glorify him Listen, man, he says, I will boast in my weakness. Listen, man, that's why people be saying, why, why, do you, why are you out here talking about no perfect people allowed? Don't you know we're supposed to be striving for perfection on us? No, we are declaring that we understand that we are inadequate without God. Come on. And even on my best day, come on, with your sanctified tail that thinks that you're better than everybody and your nose hung, uh, uh, sticking up at everybody. Come on, somebody. Even on your best day, the Bible says that your righteousness is as filthy rags come on someone you should never be looking down your nose at someone if you understand that without Christ you are nothing yeah. he says I'll boast in my weakness because where the that the power of Christ may rest in me I want you to understand man it's our bad theology in this area that is largely responsible for a uh, watch it's responsible for the spiritual demise of many believers yeah. and the deterrent of unbelievers 
In other words, when we think that God is only present in forms that we are accustomed to, many of us lose faith. And also, uh, those who are even considering Christianity will come to Christianity and they'll be deterred because we are not sharing with them that it's the same God on the water that it is on the land. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so, this is very interesting for us because there are many of us, you're like, God, because then we have stuff saying, well, God can't be good because he allowed this to happen. But this and that are able to work together for our good and he's so he's the god in the this or oh, if i was preaching i'd preach this if he was if he if he's the god in the this he's a god in the that come on somebody and listen uh, some flour let somebody give you a spoonful of flour and put it in your mouth and you you're not gonna be like oh this tastes amazing wow wonderful uh, the fact is that you serve a god that would take some flour can take some eggs that don't taste good come on and he can mix it with some sugar put it in the oven right there with the fire come on and after some time you, you people will taste and see that that cake is good I feel like preaching to somebody today that what you're navigating doesn't taste good by itself but I dare you to wait long enough for God to mix it together come on I feel like preaching I wonder if you if there's anybody that say I'm gonna wait until it's done come on it's not over until it's done you know what happens when you eat cake that's not finished it's all nasty and mucky let it stay in the oven as long as God wants it to I dare you to stay in the fire and watch him do something amazing out of your life give him the glory in this place I want you to get this man and this is important for us God reveals himself you know Daniel and his friends understood this in Daniel chapter 3 verse 14 through 18 when they're being threatened they're being threatened. They were being threatened for everything to, uh, for, to, for their lives. And at the end of the day, they told the king and they say to him, listen, we are not going to bow to your dumb idol. We're not going to worship the idol like everybody else. And we believe that our God is going to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to give up our stance. And there are many of y'all that are only fair weather worshipers. I'm looking at some of y'all right now. Your entire disposition is uh, completely shifted. You were happy-go-lucky when everything was good. Come on, somebody. But now you're going missing or you're looking like you suck on a lemon. Come on, somebody. But I wonder if there's anybody in here that has a I will bless the Lord at all times praise. And his praise will continuously be in my mouth. Come on, somebody. You got to get to the place where you get a but if not down in your spirit God I don't know what the future holds but I know who holds the future and as long as he's in control then everything is going to work together for my good come on Bible readers in this place and so I got a but if not even if things don't work out the way that I want them to work out I'm still going to dance I'm still going to shout you're going to find me clapping because it's not what's happening but it's who is in control somebody give him the glory I'm done man Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever that's Hebrews 13 8 you need to read that you need to keep that this is important man I want you to note this I'm done uh, because I have to be but I want you to feel 
Listen, we on a timeline now, amen? But I want you to get this. Because some of y'all, you know, this is the thing. When God is calling us, he oftentimes calls us to something uh, that is uncomfortable. He calls us to stuff that we are not accustomed to. And I love it. Oh, I'm going to read this because not only does Jesus walk on the water, but then he calls Peter to walk on the water. Verse 28 says, uh, when Peter tests the duppy, because he's like, yo, this thing looks like a dup, fam. I need to test this uh, to see if it's actually Jesus. Text says in verse 28, uh, and Peter answered him, Lord, it is, it is you. Command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But because Peter is imperfect, the, when he sees the wind and all that, because Jesus calls him to walk on the water, but he calls him to walk on the water, watch, while the storm is still going. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, listen. Jesus don't say, get every, let's, let's make everything calm now. Okay, Petey, come on, Petey. Okay, you can step out now. Okay, wind, shut up real quick. And Petey, you can just come out and you can, you can take your... No, the Bible says, text says, he comes out the boat and then Peter starts tripping when he saw the wind. Uh, and he was afraid and beginning to sink. And he cries out, Lord, save me. And immediately G Jesus reached out his hand and took a hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. Not only does Jesus walk on the water, but then he calls Peter to walk on the water as well. Are you with me? This powerful, and he doesn't make the wind stop for Peter to walk on the yeah. water. And this is important for us to note. I don't know what's going on in your life, but even us as Serve City Church, we were in a solid place in a building. And some people are like, and some of y'all, you didn't love Jesus anyway. Like, you were just looking to be a part of a church club. I keep saying 100. And you weren't supposed, see, listen, if you are called to be here, you're going to be here. If you, it don't matter what, listen, we didn't move to the West End. It's just literally seven minutes down the road. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're moved. Oh my gosh. I mean, listen fam, if you are called to be here, you're going to be here. We are in the process of moving to a better place. But in the interim, we are going to be obedient and walk on the water. And listen, as you're journeying, you're going to see some waves. Come on, somebody. You're going to see some wind. And you're going to be like, what on earth is going on? But listen, people look and they're like, y'all is crazy. Why on earth would you leave a solid building without even having something else secured? Because Jesus said, C-O-M-E. Talking to some, to, to some people that did a jump off. I don't know what's happening in your life. There's stuff that don't make sense. And people are looking and they're like, why would you do this or that? And you're like, it's because Jesus said, C-O-M-E. You see water, I see word. You see me, you see me walking on the water, I'm sea walking, S-E-A. Well, uh, you see water, but I see W-O-R-D. And so whatever Jesus says to do, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm trusting that as I follow his word, that the same whole banana is the same, it's the same when it's chopped up. And so we're going to follow him until he makes, he reveals what is next. 
Oh my. Somebody that gets what I'm saying. You ought to put those hands together and give him the praise. I know you lost the job. I know they gave you the diagnosis. I know, I know, I know you came through the pandemic and you lost resources in your job. But listen, it's the same God when gas was at 89 cents a liter. Same God when it was at 15 cents. If it goes up to $4 a liter, guess who's going to be the same provider? I got to quit. Oh, I hope you grasp this. And so we're moving forward. We're moving forward on the water. But it's not the water, it's the word. And so today, maybe somebody that doesn't know this God we're talking about, and you're saying, listen, man, um, I don't know him, but I want to begin a relationship with him. He loves you so much that he came to earth, put on flesh, and he died in your place, took the punishment that you and I deserve. And not only did he stay dead, but on the third day, he rose with all power in his hands and extends to you and I the benefits and the blessings that came from his death and his resurrection. And so today you can have a relationship with God. You can begin one with him. Or if you have um, walked away from him, you can come home today. His arms are open wide, ready to receive you into fellowship. And so the Bible sums it up in three ways that we can um, connect with him. The first is to repent. Someone say repent. In other words, if I, I go from serving myself serving satan some of us doing my own way living being my own boss and i turn in faith someone say believe believe you say jesus i believe that you came i believe that you died i believe that you rose again with all power and i want you to be the boss of my life and then lastly we are baptized someone say be baptized you seal it in the water when you're baptized your sins are forgiven you rise to new life with christ and so as you saw 17 last week, listen, we still baptizing people in the theater too, y'all. And so if you want to be a part of our first baptism, when that happens here in the theater, we want to invite you to do that. Glory to God. And so you can sign up on the connection card. Connection card that will be on the screen here. There for those who are watching. Glory to God. And for those who are listening, I want you to go to servicecity.ca forward slash connection card. And you can find that link there. Glory to God. And fill that out with as much information as you are comfortable. Can we just celebrate everyone who has made a decision for Jesus today? Glory to God. Come on. Heaven rejoices over those who have come to Christ.